Welcome back, people. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. I'm your boy, Mr. Prez. And unfortunately, unable to join me today would be Cash, a.k.a. Zach P. Uh, so for y'all new to the show, this is Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. We're a podcast about sports, music, and culture. When we say culture, we're talking about black culture. Um, this is episode number 122. And this episode is going to be a little bit different. Uh, so we're we're revamping. We're doing things. We're always coming up with new ideas here. So we're, we're going through a change process on how we're going to review albums. So we're going to get a little bit more organized, a little bit more structure into it. And uh, we're going to come out with something new. And y'all, we, we, we'll see how y'all feel on it. But we're going to come together and we're going to have that out to you later this week for the albums that just came out this past week, which it was a couple good ones. And we definitely want to highlight them appropriately. For this episode, though, I'm mainly going to go over the culture thing that happened this week. Uh, so we had a couple of videos that dropped out of nowhere. Uh, we had the KD and Draymond interview. I'm going to go over there and discuss that, tell you what I thought of it, how it was presented. Uh, then we had uh, Lil Wayne come out and talk about his whole little mental health with, uh, with uh, Emmanuel Acho from Speak For Yourself. Uh, that's what Marcellus Wiley, they got rid of that other dude on there. You know, the, the black dude that was always jumping on and want to talk about black dudes in the, in the sports and coming at LeBron all the time. He kept LeBron name in his mouth. What was his name? Jason Whitlock. Glad he up off there. But yeah, Emmanuel Ocho came out and he had a nice little conversation. We're going to discuss that. Those are going to be our main points of discussion, but you know I wouldn't be me if I wouldn't if I didn't have a little Raiders talk up in there. You know what I mean? So we're definitely going to talk about the Raiders and the rest of the NFL that, that was going on. So still preseason, I know, but, hey, it's what I love to do. All right, so let's get right on into it. KD and Draymond had a little sit down on Draymond's new show called Chip, standing for if you got a chip on your shoulder or something like that, he wants you to come out there and air it out. So Draymond, known from like confrontation, being that wild guy, that guy that pushes buttons, guess what? He's getting, he's playing, he's setting seeds for when he actually step away from basketball, he's going to continue to do that. I hope he does it better though than you. All the smoke, you know, talking about they wanted to smoke, but then they went against some people. I hope Draymond don't have that type of battling. But his first guest was a guest that he's closely tied to, and the person that they would say probably he helped put the chip on his shoulder was uh, KD. Uh, KD and him got on there, and they discussed, like, what mainly went wrong with that championship run that they had. Uh, so why they wasn't able to come out there and hit a three-peat. And if you know the, the background story on it, uh, Draymond basically came out there talking noise and calling calling KD less than a man. And, you know, after that, it was hard for him to gain respect back and, you know, just gel as a team. So they got to discussing this. And I was, like, very amazed they actually sat down and was calm about discussing this. And they seemed to come to an agreement that – Draymond is just wild, and he'll push buttons. But the fact that they had so much animosity within that locker room after what was said and the apology wasn't done, and, you know, the the leadership at the time of the organization, uh, we're talking about Steve Kerr, we're talking about the, the, the person over basketball operations, they, they didn't have the gall to actually, like, 
you know, hold these two men down and hold them accountable because they were so used to letting Draymond run wild that he told them, like, no, nah, I ain't doing that, and I do it on my own accord. Uh, basically, F you, F, F this person, you know, I do what I want. <laughs> Taking a little bit of liberties with it, but, I mean, that's kind of how it came off. And with that said, like, KD never felt like a man's for it, so he just kept more animosity toward it. And he was like, well, I'll take my talents elsewhere. And, you know, build up wherever I'm going to build up. And that's what he did. That's what caused him to leave. Uh, <laughs> when watching this thing, man, I just thought that Draymond is just an arrogant dude. And he was just to not realize still at this point that he was the cause of that breakup and that championship run and how far it could have went just because he couldn't check his own attitude. Uh, I don't even think he fully still realized that in this conversation because it seems like at some point somebody should have edited a little bit. You, you, you know what, man, I was wrong. I'm sorry. He's that should have been said during this section, but it wasn't. So that tells me Draymond just like, Nope, I'm that guy. This is what I do. I don't feel sorry for it. Damn. If we could, can't get together again and make a run again. So it's over with you moved on. I'm good. And that's the same way. KD came off with it and he had a little bit more vulnerabilities about everything else that he was doing as well. Uh, the burner accounts, you know, why he is, uh, you know, takes everything so personal. He just feel like after being in the league so many years, uh, <laughs> he basically came out and say, journalists are stupid. They ask dumb questions. They don't see the game the same way that he does it. So when they ask these questions, he he realized like uh, y'all ain't was worth the time. Y'all don't understand all the nuances of the game. And he is a dude that is dead set on pushing everything aside beside being the best in the NBA. He want to be that top guy. He want to be that guy chasing for the chip every single year to the point where he'll push aside uh, having a family, you know, having a, a meaningful relationship with a with a significant other like all that is pushed aside till he gets his fulfillment in this NBA because I, I guess kind of I, I can kind of understand that he knows that his shelf life within the NBA is short and all that other stuff can come along where he can dedicate more time to it he ain't splitting his time he if he want to be the best or something people you know, they got to give up he he's taking that mumba mentality to a whole nother level KD <laughs> is a beast and I applaud him a little bit more for opening up. I understand the way he operates. I just know I couldn't do that. I don't know if y'all could do that. Just give up everything and just say, no, I'm just going to singly focus on this right here. Nothing else. Like, bro, like I, I, I appreciate my family. I appreciate like everything that was <laughs> around my life throughout this time frame. I can't imagine at 31, 32 still just saying, just completely fuck everything. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, don't don't get this twisted from the way that everybody else is. Like, y'all have other jobs and stuff that y'all do, and, but y'all have fun with on. He is literally saying nothing else matters but basketball. That's how he came out on this to me. And I was just like, whoa. Overall, if you haven't seen it, go ahead and search on YouTube. Look forward. Watch this about, a, I think, about 20-minute uh, interview. Uh, definitely worth your time. I don't know how long, how much longer Draymond can keep that going with the whole little chip sting. But the uh, first first episode that I saw, it's pretty entertaining. 
but I think what he's doing, a lot of these other people are already doing, like Club Shay Shay, asking them tough questions to these people that we feel like we didn't get answers or the other media was asking these questions. So we didn't give it, uh, they, they didn't open up enough. The, the, the person being interviewed didn't open up enough. So, yeah, what you going to go get? Metal World Peace? What you going to go get? Uh, the AIs, all the smoke and did that. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's kind of been done. It sounds like we're just going to be circling around the same things again. So, I don't know how much excited, how excited I am about seeing that, but it's it's something different for now. We'll see how long it lasts. All right, switching up a little bit now. They had another interview that came out. Lil Wayne came on and talked to with Emmanuel Chu about like mental health. And uh, uh, Emmanuel Chu, like he's one of those people that have those uncomfortable conversations about race, and that's kind of what he's been leading. That's how he kind of came on and to speak yourself. So it was interesting that he's switching gears and he's switching it with Lil Wayne. And Lil Wayne comes over here and opens up about his mental health, talking about. Uh, he gave us a lot of insight into his shooting when he was 12 years old. And Wayne, he came out and said he basically shot himself. And it was on purpose because uh, his mom was going to take music away from him. And the music meant so much to his world at that time. If he didn't want to do that, like he didn't want to be here. Did he, his, during the story, he told like he's skipping school. Mom called him. Then left him at home, and then he he knew where she hid a gun. He called the cops, shot himself, and halfway through it, he realized that ain't what he wanted to do. You know what I mean? And it was one of those struggles that he said that he had to open up about, like, cause like who who black that you know have those suicidal thoughts like that at such a young age? You know what he's saying? So he said you really got to be aware. And he said from that point, his mom changed and was much more caring and opening up to what he did and he continues to have those struggles throughout his lifetime when people try to take away music, but he, he knows how to cope with it now. So he just wants to tell his story so he can get out there. If anybody else is struggling with it, or you may be a parent and you're trying to take everything, just, just look out for the warning signs with your kids and, you know, continue to talk and, you know, let them know that there's more and there's other things, but you got to have that conversation. You just can't just immediately, uh, I guess what he was saying when he was a child, like he, he thought that was it and nothing else. It was like his life was over. Explain a little bit more. Be there. Be a little bit more forthcoming or nurture their gifts because look what he kind of went off to. Just because they're not going on the same path as you don't mean that it's completely wrong. You, you kind of get what I'm saying? Overall, good interview. Don't really care for Wayne music uh, during this particular time no more. But uh, the the conversation that he had, I thought it was kind of it's it's late in his life that he's doing it. But you know he's a father. He he sees these things and he's seen some value into giving back and opening up those talks. So I applaud him on that. You know. So uh, now with that aside, that was all the cultural things that happened. Wait, nope, nope, nope. I know Cash wanted me to talk about one more thing. <laughs> Did y'all catch Shikari with Richardson coming in last place? Now, I know if Cash was on here, he'll probably have some jokes and stuff like this. I know he was big on his little list that he wanted to talk about it. But what I've seen is just like, hey, you know, as she got suspended, she kind of took a break back. Like, uh, it, it seems like she did had a little break 
in her period of actually like training super, super hard because she was training for the Olympics. You know what I mean? So it was like going hard. So you can kind of tell like she took a break. So I don't hold that loss against her in, in, in so much of a sense because like, hey, I'm out of the Olympics. I'm going to take a little break, but I still enjoy running. This is her getting getting back into it where the rest of them coming stretch, stretch off their, uh, their little legs of it and they're still going for that. They in that that zone and they killed it. Different type of space that Shakari Richardson was in. So still want to applaud her for going going back out there after all the little noise. You knew what the talk was gonna be on it. Still went up there and showed front. And <laughs> last place amongst the best is still way faster than the rest of y'all. So Cash, definitely remember that before you talk noise. Because if you talk too much noise, I don't get out of stopwatch and I don't go out there and be like, hey, let's time this. I'm just joking, man. I ain't going to go that far. But, hey, just respect the people and, you know, the effort they done put in over these years. And, yeah, uh, I understand, like, you got to get them jokes off. Get your jokes off. But you still got to applaud her for uh, what she have done and what she has accomplished. And, you know, to be bold to stand out in front of a mess up and still talk to the people, not shutting down. Uh, so I will talk about the other games that I watched that wasn't the Raiders a little bit and, you know, speak on those uh, things that happened. So you had the Patriots versus uh, Philly Patriots out there going against a sloppy looking Philly defense. And then, you know, Cam looking good. Mac Jones looking good. Who's going to be the starter? I don't know. I kind of still feel like it's Cam job, but. Hey, it's going to put some question marks up there if he start to fall off like he did last season right off quick because uh, they feel like Mac Jones can come up in there and just fill that space. And so far, what he's shown to prove, he's kind of calm in the pocket. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen when you really got some real rushes uh, hammering down on him, but so far, he, he, he's he been looking good. And it's a lot of quarterback controversies out there now uh, are, that's been looking better than what we used to see. Mitch Trubisky looked it good this week. Uh, you had Teddy Bridgewater come out there. He was looking good uh, for the, the, the Broncos. You had Justin Fields go out there, you know, looking real good, looking like he's poised to, like, any time. If they give that job to Andy Dalton at any point, he's ready to take that over, and his crowd is going to definitely demand that. Uh, you got Zach Wilson up there as the Jets is looking. He he looking pretty decent. Uh, you, you, they had a little bit of sloppy play, but you see the potential. And you see why these guys all got drafted high. So far, they haven't shown that they didn't deserve that position. That's uh, kind of what I'm noticing so far. Uh, tell me what y'all really think about that. As far as the non-quarterbacks, uh, I mean, you had – the Cowboys out there, that Micah Parsons looking real good. I know he had some shady stuff in his uh in his little background, his character wise. That's the reason he kind of fell down the charts. And it just seemed like, man, Cowboys just get blessed with these. Uh, as of late, been getting blessed with these good players. I mean, the Raiders did not draft C.D. Lamb, so C.D. Lamb goes over there. Micah Parsons has the little hiccups, and he falls down right into their lap. So. 
they they're getting on a team, but they seem like they're building with the right people. So it's interesting to see where the Cowboys going to be in probably about a year or two from now. I don't see them actually like well in their division. It could it could happen this year, but I don't see them going deep in the playoffs any further. They still got a couple missing pieces and stuff. And Dak is he going to be healthy? Uh, what's up with his shoulder? So that is that key factor. Dak matters more than mo- all of them right there. So how Dak plays on that. Uh, so then that takes me to my Raiders, man. The Raiders are, and we had some stuff that went down in this, uh, preseason week two, we had, uh, we played the rounds and we went and had joint practice with them and we had one day of good practice and then <laughs> the fights came on. This happens just about every year. I don't know why everybody's getting upset about it. Like it happened to the Rams just last week versus the Cowboys. And people are going to get a little pushy and stuff like this because you're not going full speed. You ain't really got the refs out there like holding things back. I mean, you're you're these are players that's trying to make the roster. So when they get done up, like that, that's attack their manhood a little bit. So I, you want to see a little bit of fight with them, act like they care, you know, like they about to lose money out their pockets to pay for the uh, support their families, you know? So, uh, <laughs> I understand it. I'm glad my Raiders seems like, or from the, from the talks, uh, got the better end of that whole deal. Like, uh, everybody was jumping in. They, they came together as a team a little bit more. Now, when it came to this game, the starters did not play because they, they got to see all their little looks during the joint practice uh, on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, but it was Nate Peterman again out there all game and uh, looking a little bit more rough. And I think he was looking a little bit more rough because uh, the, the he was playing with the third string line this time. And that just kind of taken away. But we still came out of that with the W. You had Marcel Aitman come down with the score. And then you had... Uh, uh, Trey, Trey, uh, Vegas, Trey Regis once again, come through with it. So overall good win Raiders won, but I was here for more of the foolishness throughout the week. I was, uh, Hey, let me hear more about this fight and let's get that. That seemed like it was more scrappier than the actual game that was going on playing against, uh, just watching these bunch of shrubs. Like, or the people like, I feel like we already know what our team is going to look like right now. We don't need to keep going on with this facade cut it down uh another game and let's just get to the season i'm i'm ready for this season to start i'm ready for us to take down lamar jackson and the ravens kill the hype this is the year that i see Derek carr getting that hype behind his name joining the elites better yet pushing out these people and becoming the elite person in the nfl like, that is what I want to see, and that's what I think going to happen. He got all the talents around him. This is the year that he kind of steps up and shows out a little bit. That is the episode. Told you it's going to be short and sweet this week. Just quick little topics. Tell us what you think about this episode. Uh, we're going to come back later in the week with the reviews, or we may tie it in uh, next week. Uh, add those on in. We'll have a longer episode with the reviews. We'll, we'll see how we go with that. But the whole review process is changing. It's going to be a little bit more a little bit more informational and then give us points where we can actually sit there and adjust, and you can adjust and judge, and you can understand where we're coming from. So, uh, like I said, at the end of the year, we're trying to divide these in genres. So with that, with us dividing in genres, we got to find out a, a better way to analyze and critique these albums. So this is us putting that best foot forward. With that said, this is episode 122. This is 
Mr. Prez presenting solo. We'll have cash back on next week with us. Until next time, people, have a good one.